0: To the Thrive Podcast, I'm Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. In this podcast, I'll share all we've learned about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. I'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. Oh, people, it's a good day. And you know why I love podcasting? Because it's early in the morning and I have not even showered. I have not brushed my teeth. But that doesn't matter to anyone because you can't see me, you're not standing in front of me, and that is a beautiful thing. (laughs) How are you? I am pretty flippin' excited. As many of you guys know, we are gearing up for a super fun workshop that we are going to be hosting here in the Southern Islands of Australia, just south of Sydney, New South Wales, in the beginning of July. And receiving so many inquiries, so I'm just going to put a big flag up at this moment in time. If you want in, book your place now. And don't delay. <laughs> Simply because I am limiting it to 12 guests and we are beyond halfway in terms of booking. So get in quick, bring a friend, and I would love to see you there. And if you're one of my favorite people who lives overseas, don't stress. I shall come join you one day. One day, I shall jump on an airplane and travel over to see you you and visit you. So that's what I have to say about that. Anyway, I wanted today, I was coaching one of my students and it reminded me of this whole world and this whole fear that we have around being too expensive. And I think, no joke, I think I spent the first three and a half years of growing this business, assuming I wasn't lending clients because I was too expensive. And with my students, one of the most common objections I hear is, I can't charge that much. And it's most often said in response to me talking through the pricing model. And after I explain that it needs to account for labor, obviously your cost of your flowers and your foliage, you need to take into account taxes, operational costs, and you need to make sure that you're accounting for the fact that you need to be making a profit. This whole reaction and this fear in the pit of your belly of coming across as being too expensive is such an instinctive reaction after you were shown what your pricing should be, and absolutely, I spent the first big chunk of growing this business undercharging, 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 and I would probably wager a hundred dollars, maybe even a thousand dollars, that you are probably doing the same thing. So, I want you to share my top four tips for how to overcome the fear of being too expensive. And the first thing I do when I am talking to my students about being too expensive is I tend to ask the question back. They say they think they're too expensive. I say, too expensive compared to what? So my first tip is you need to remember and you need to realize that you run a for-profit, legit business. You and my good friend Tim Cook, who is the CEO of Apple, are the same, exactly the same. He is the CEO of a very large company and you are the CEO of your business. And in order to build a sustainable floral design business, One that I hope is thriving and growing and evolving over many, 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 many years to come. Your pricing and your pricing model needs to account for labor. Obviously, it needs to account for wholesale flowers and foliage. You also need to make sure that you're accounting for any tax that you have to be paying. As well as all the operational costs that it takes to run your business. This flower design business that you have is not a hobby. It is also not a not-for-profit business. And I know so many of my students, their jaws drop to the floor when they realize that they need to be setting up their pricing model to account for profit. And you also need to set up your pricing model to account for the business being fully sustainable. And I don't necessarily mean sustainable in an environmentally friendly way. But what I do mean is that your business needs to actually be able to run without you. It's a scary proposition. But let's think over to our good friend Tim Cook, Mr. CEO of Apple. He is not standing there on the production line making every iPhone that gets shipped out of China. He is not making the updates to the Apple website. He is not filming every advertisement that that company produces. His business model, his pricing model, is based on the fact that he needs to account for the costs of doing business. And the exact same thing goes for you. So most obviously, your pricing model needs to account for flowers, foliage, vases, ribbon, rose strippers, snips, tape. Yep, 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 yep. You also need to make sure you account for what is referred to as operational costs. So there are costs like your monthly website hosting fee. You need to get your delivery vehicle looked at every few hundred thousand miles or kilometers. You may or may not be paying rent. You may or may not need to pay for advertising. You've got a mobile phone. You need to pay for internet. You might need to be paying for water. You will definitely need to be paying for some sort of business insurance. You will definitely need to be paying for some sort of accounting solution. All of those things are considered operational costs. So your business model needs to account for the fact that you are a business that has operational costs. And beyond that, your pricing model also needs to account for taxes. So it could be income tax, it could be sales tax, and then if you're in Australia, I also consider our mandatory super contribution as a tax I know it's not technically a tax, but it behaves the same way. So your pricing model needs to account for taxes. And your pricing model needs to account for the cost of the humans that do the work. In so many cases, you are going to be the only human that is doing the work. But you are Barely even setting a pricing model that accounts for the fact that you need to pay yourself a minimum of $30 an hour. So, your pricing model in an ideal scenario needs to account that you need to be paying somebody $30 an hour to be prepping your product, designing your work, showing up at the venue, all of the things. The beauty of setting up a pricing model that charges and accounts for the minimum wage, is that therefore you can decide whether you're doing it or somebody else is doing that work. And then over and above that, you need to make sure that you are setting yourself up to make a profit. That profit is what is going to help you grow your business. You can decide, because you're the CEO of this business, To take it as additional income. Or you can, and I would definitely suggest this approach in the first few years of your business, reinvest it back directly into your business. So that profit is what you can do to invest in workshops, online courses, new hire items, photo shoots. The things that are going to help you grow your business is what you can invest that profit in. Right? So... That is what I mean by the fact that your pricing model needs to be sustainable. Right? You, Tim Cook, same. Same, same, same. And one of the details around setting up a pricing model that accounts for operations and labor and taxes and profit and obviously your wholesale product leads me into tip number two very possible that you are positioning yourself from a marketing and sales point of view as a commodity product rather than a service-based solution. So if you as the floral designer are trying to simply compete with the likes of Trader Joe, Kohl's, or some other national supermarket chain, I wish you the best of luck. I can tell you exactly how that story is going to end. You need to differentiate yourself and you need to focus on the fact that you provide a service. You are not simply showing up on the wedding day with a bouquet of roses. You need to figure out what it is about your service that differentiates you from Trader Joe's, Kohl's, Harris Farm, potentially in the future Amazon, right? Your bridal bouquets are special, and I would highly encourage you to sit down and figure out exactly why they're special. It is more than just a collection of stems. What else do you, as the floral designer, bring to the table? You need to talk about you. And I know that feels incredibly uncomfortable, but you are a designer. You are a creative. You are the reason that those roses are going to show up on the day and at the time that your client has asked you to be there. So sit down, tell your story, show up, demonstrate your expertise, and share your perspective, right? We all, particularly those of us who get all of our flowers from the Sydney flower market, we all have access to the same wholesalers, Same product. So you need to figure out how your business, your wedding flowers, your product, your service is differentiated from the next person. And I am willing to put a lot of money on the fact that it is actually you, right? You are the one getting up at three o'clock in the morning, you are the one putting your orders in. You are the one deciding on this colored rose as opposed to that colored rose or accenting it with this foliage versus that foliage, finishing it with this ribbon versus that ribbon, right? Writing this card versus that card, including this thank you gift as opposed to that thank you gift. Talk about it, right? Talk about your whole understanding and how you get to choosing that rose versus that rose because it's you that differentiates your bouquets from the next person. And I know it's going to feel very uncomfortable, but don't underestimate the power of simply showing up and demonstrating your expertise. So the simplest way to separate yourself and become more of a service-based solution rather than a commodity product is to demonstrate your expertise. So for the purpose of clarity, when I say things like commodity product, I basically mean like all those packaged goods that are sitting on the shelf at the grocery store, right? You could find three different products that are essentially wrapped in different colors, but they're exactly the same thing, right? They all solve exactly the same problem. So if I am in the mood for chocolate, I could decide that I want to have a dairy milk bar. I could have a Kit Kat. Or I could go over here and get like the gourmet 86% dark chocolate, right? It's basically, for all intents and purposes, a commodity product that solves the problem of I want chocolate, right? You do not want to be the same as that chocolate bar, right? You need to differentiate the fact that you are more than just a bunch of flowers. You are a person, you have a brain, you have a perspective on life, show up. And just tell your story. And it doesn't even need to be a big thing. Right? You can just talk about why you love this particular rose. You can just talk about the process that you go through. You can talk about the fact that you're getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning because of XYZ's client event wedding thing that's happening this weekend. It doesn't need to be a big thing. Practice, practice, practice. Just show up and tell a story. Because one of the best things that I've learned about A, your website, and B, Instagram, you can delete it. Right? doesn't really matter if six people see it or eight people see it or 127 people see it. Everybody is so wrapped up in their own bubble, you can delete it. So put some time and energy into figuring out and understanding how you can differentiate yourself from the next wedding and event florist by showing up as a service-based solution rather than a commodity product. One of the reasons that wedding flowers are so expensive is because us, as the floral designers, spend a huge amount of time planning, prepping, picking out the perfect stems for our clients. It is what is referred to as a very high-touch industry. So, take all that high-touchness and show it to your clients. Show them what you're up to. Show them the time and energy that you're spending in creating mood boards and quotes and planning things and how you react when you get a new inquiry and how you react when people send you specific photos. All of the things. Don't underestimate the value of all the little bits and pieces that go into telling this whole story, right? Find all the bits and pieces around the rose and that particular color rose to showcase your expertise. Tip number three of overcoming the fear of feeling that you're too expensive. If you are attracting clients who are solely shopping around for prices, you are not attracting the right type of client. If your client is coming to you and they are weighing up the opportunity of A, going to the market themselves, B, going to the grocery store, or C, buying their flowers from you, wrong, right? That is absolutely you falling into the trap of being a commodity product. So you need to circle back and figure out how you can position yourself as an expert and show that you are more than just flowers. And again, I will reiterate, one of the best things you can do here is demonstrate your expertise right? Show your clients that wedding flowers are about more than just flowers, right? It's about showing up on the day at a certain time. It's about making sure everything looks perfect. It's about being able to procure the exact color flower. It's about knowing how much foliage you need if you're going to do this installation. It's about knowing how many stems of this you need to do that cake decoration, right? Demonstrate all of that expertise, And from the moment that they inquire with you, do everything in your power to demonstrate that you know what you're doing. Even if in your heart you don't feel like you do, I am a huge proponent of fake it till you make it. Right? Adopt the mindset of somebody who is successful. How would, insert your favorite floral designer, approach this situation? Adopt the mindset and tell yourself you're going to fake it Till you make it step out of the space of attracting price shoppers do not I would highly recommend do not ever go out there and pitch yourself as the lowest cost provider because that game is only going to end one way and it's not going to end well <laughs> so you need to circle back find ways to demonstrate your expertise some of my favorite, favorite, favorite things to do are talk about, whether this is on Instagram and/or on your website and/or something that you hand out to people that inquire, a list of your favorite wedding flowers. A list of estimated costs to do ABC XYZ. A list of your favorite linens. It doesn't even matter what it is. Go on to Pinterest. And see what inspires you and create a blog post out of it. Right? And then when your clients inquire, link them to it. It could be anything. Something that demonstrates your expertise, that shows that you're interested, that shows that you have a point of view. And step out of that space of simply allowing your clients to compare your white roses to their white roses. And tip number four and this is my favorite it is not your place to assume whether something is too expensive or not if somebody came up to me and said hey I can send I can sell you a range rover for I don't even know how much they would go for what like 50 60 80 a hundred thousand dollars my immediate reaction is that is too expensive purely because I don't see the value In a Range Rover, I want to drive a car that's going to safely get me from A to B. I'm going to know if I ever run into a kangaroo in the middle of the night that I'll be fine. That's all I care about. I don't care what color it is. I kind of don't really care how comfortable it is. And I only say that because the current car we drive is not all that comfortable. But it's purely a function for me, right? From getting to A to B. So if a guy knocked on my door and said, hey... I want to sell you my Range Rover for 50, dollars 60000 $80,000. I'd say, nah, it's too expensive. Purely because I don't see the value in it. It's not his problem that I think it's too expensive. He's just selling me something that I don't want. So you need to learn to sit with that discomfort. And one of my favorite recent stories of this experience is a couple of Saturdays ago, I was working in the shop and a lovely lady came in. And she said, oh, you guys sent me some flowers from a friend of mine a few weeks ago and they had lilies in it and it just lasted for like going on like two, two and a half, three weeks. And I was like, that's so great. She's like, I own a local hairdresser. I want to get lilies delivered every two Mondays. And she's like, how much are they? And I said, they're $9 a stem. And she just looked at me and she was like, what? What? you have to sit in that discomfort because it is not my decision to tell her whether she thinks they're too expensive or not. Obviously, she thinks $9 a stem is too expensive. But she can decide whether she sees value in that or not. You really have to be able to embrace the discomfort. And one of the best ways to embrace that discomfort is to truly know and understand and feel comfortable with your pricing model. If you are even remotely uncertain or insecure about your pricing model, that is going to be obvious. It's going to scream so loud to your clients. They will feel your uncertainty, your wavering, and if they're smart, They will simply wait and then jump on the opportunity to push your prices down. Because that is what a smart consumer does. It is not mischievous, it is not misleading, it is not bad. But that moment that you feel that uncertainty around your pricing model, they are going to feel that. And they are going to say, oh, but do you think you could do like a similar-ish sort of thing for... $280? $280. And because you feel uncertain about your pricing, you are going to say yes. And that was me. All of that was me. And I have spent the last few years mastering our pricing model. And now I really don't care about the lady that comes in and gives me this look of, wow, your lilies are $9 a stem. It's fine. It's totally fine. If she wants to go to the grocery store and buy Lily, she can do that. I am okay with that because I know our pricing model works. And you guys, if you want to learn all about this pricing model that has helped us build this successful six-figure wedding and event floral business, then jump into my new online course. It is called the Business Accelerator for Floris, and I have taken the last five years of experience, so much trial and error, and packaged it all up for you. And it includes our exact pricing model. It's a pricing model that will deliver you a profit, account for labor, so that you don't need to do all the work, as well as make sure you've got money set aside for the tax dudes, Gives you a budget for operations so you can invest in a bit of advertising, you can invest in photo shoots, you can invest in all the things that are going to help build your business and still obviously accounts for wholesale flowers and foliage. And I'll tell you what, the math is so easy that your seven-year-old nephew can do it for you. This pricing model forms the basis of everything that we do and I have spent a huge amount of time and money actually, time and money investigating other floral designers' pricing models. And let me tell you what, it's complicated. But it doesn't need to be. We are creative people. We ain't got no time for fancy models, for fancy two and a half this and three and a half this and 25% of that. Mm -mm. I want to tell you right now, our pricing model and the math is so easy. It is built for the creative brain. So in my Business Accelerator program, I am also outlining our exact process for how we respond to all our inquiries. And I tell you what, we don't waste a minute doing intricate mood boards, super detailed quotes before they pay their deposit. We do all of that stuff after we get the booking. I've also included a copy of our Terms and Conditions that we have in our contract And I am sharing all of the things. Everything that has enabled us to build this business. And I'm giving you all the ins and outs of the things that nobody ever talks about. And what is even better, I am including in this program live Q&A with me. And weekly coaching in a private Facebook group. I cannot even begin to tell you the value of this program is so big. My students have earned back the cost of this program within a single booking. And if you want to jump into the program, learn more about the program, all you need to do is go to thrivepodcast.co pricing and it will be there. Link is also in the show notes. And if you have any questions, ask me about it. There is a video on that page that will take you through the exact curriculum of everything that is covered. And one of my favorite bits, actually two favorite bits. Oh, so many favorite bits. I can't even begin to tell you how good this program is. exactly what I wish I had had five years ago. It's all the things that nobody ever talks about I went to so many fancy pants, big expensive, expensive workshops and so little time and energy is ever spent talking about the business side of things and that's exactly why I put this program together, sharing all of the business tips and tricks and a pricing model that works so you don't have to stress out about it. So you can be comfortable in your pricing model so that when somebody comes to you, you know exactly what you're charging, you know how to go about it. You know, I am literally in this course outlining for you guys my favorite tips for positioning yourself as an expert. I talk you through our entire, give you so many templates, our entire inquiry response system. This thing is a piece of art and we are continuing to refine it. And any time we make changes to this course, you get access to it. So thrivepodcast.co slash pricing. And don't forget, we are going to have a closed Facebook group for me and all my students. And we're going to talk about all of the things. So jump on in. Learn more. And if you have any questions, shoot me an email, send me a message on the Instagrams, all of the things. And I hope you have a beautiful day. I hope to see you in the online course and or I hope to see you live and in person at our July workshop. And have a beautiful day, my friends. And remember, you got this.